the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And Gil, um, I wish I should have done this before, but I didn't do it before. So how are we sounding right now? Just lower it a little bit. Okay, I can do that. And I'll bring it down right about there. Is that okay? A little bit more? Okay, hold on a minute. How about that? What one? Okay, okay, folks. This is what we're supposed to do at the before the show, but it's Mark's fault because Mark just showed up here. Way to be ago. messing around, huh? Well, I'm going to turn you down too because <laughs> yeah. because both of us are really really hot. Anyway, Gil, if that's okay, Renee and I are here together, and um, we've been in business since uh, Jesus was a baby. <laughs> Way too long. <laughs> Way <yes>. too long. <laughs> Forty six years. Well, we. we not not really it's it's 94 no it's actually 79 mm-hmm. so 21 and 22 so okay. 43 years together and we really haven't been here that much but i mean anymore at the shop yeah for the last few years but yes it's been a long time been a long time long time anyway 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 if you'd like to join us you certainly can it's six minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock we're going to be here till 12 noon and so you're welcome to call in at any time and most all the questions we have fielded once or twice or 10 times in our life but it's okay mm-hmm. especially if you have a car problem with respect to somebody said this or this is what i was told we can discuss that and we'll either fall in line for support or we won't. Mm-hmm. It'll be one way or the other. And 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 we do get lots of emails. You 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 know you do you get ma- I send some of the emails to you and then I I get a lot of them and then of course the kids get a lot of them Andy and Alan get a lot of them as well. Mm-hmm. And we answer every single one of those. Yes. And so it it's really a matter of how much information are you giving us and and if you include your phone number usually we call on a blocked line because we all have cell phones. And so we do this at home a lot. Yes, <laughs> and so you do. And I if do. you get a call at seven a.m., it's probably Mark because he doesn't pay attention. Yeah, to no. what time it is. <laughs> You're right. You're right. So if if it's a if it's a car question, and and I, I get a lot of I went to a shop and and let's be fair, it can be an independent repair shop, it can be a change store, it can be a dealership. I don't know what else there is out there, but there's a lot of movement right now, and there's a lot of of folks that are seeing and hearing things that they've never heard before from a shop or their shop, or perhaps they have a whole new management team at the shop because it was one of the ones that were sold. Yeah, that's happened a lot. A lot of these big corporations are coming in and buying up the small people and... 
Yeah, but I don't know about small, if that's a good idea. Small um, ADS okay. has sold. Greg yeah. sold. And or independence, I guess, is more the correct term. Okay, the bigger independence. Mm-hmm. So we have um, three tire store chains that each one of them had two or three different facilities. All three of those have sold, mm-hmm. and they have a new management team. And it's clear to those of us in that arena that the the pricing is changing. The yeah. staff is changing. Um, the parameters are changing. And one of the ways I see that and one of the ways that it, it hits me is that there's lots of technicians looking for jobs right now because they want out of that situation and predominantly because they've changed the pricing structure. Yes. So the technicians are the mules for us. The technicians are the ones that make us money. They're supposed to identify the problem. Uh, diagnose it correctly, repair it, and then go verify that the repair fixed the problem. And obviously, um, they're the really good ones. Give me parameters as low as annually and as high as annually. The good ones? Yeah. Oh, I'd say between, you know, 40 and 100 and some. And I was going to say 50 to 100. Mm-hmm. And those guys are going to be worth their weight in gold. And it's not because they're going to make us money that we wouldn't otherwise make. It's because they're very efficient and because they're good at what they do. And when they diagnose it 99 times out of 100, it's the right diagnosis or 90 times out of 100, Mm -hmm. it's right diagnosis. And they do the job and then they go verify that their concern is gone and then we're done. They're not doing a lot of comebacks. Yeah, they're for not free. <laughs> yeah, for and and most all comebacks are free. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not it's not that we don't have comebacks. Right. I mean, we have done things that have just been unbelievable. That we forgot to tighten up the lug nuts. The one time we forgot to put oil in a car <laughs> after yeah. we did the oil Few change. Far between, thankfully. Yeah. yeah, and and I laugh about that one because we now know that a car will go about a mile, mile and a half with no oil in it. And that lady made it that mile, mile <laughs> and a half, and and um, it. W- the discussion was, gosh, we wish she would have seen the red light on the dash, but we can't expect her to do that for us. I wish we would have driven it, the car and seen the red light on the dash ourselves, ourselves yeah. instead of taking it out of the bay and parking it in the get-ready line and then handing the customer the keys. Mm-hmm. So she's not supposed to do our jobs. We're supposed to do our job. And I think we put a, well, I know we put a motor in that car. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've had uh, tires fall off because we've done lug nuts, but so has everybody else. These are constant problems. Um, and, and, and about once every five years, we fix the wrong car. So we have two Chevrolet pickups in, and we <laughs> okay. get them screwed up. I haven't heard that one yet, but <laughs> yeah. okay. And so we do the oil change on one that came in for a check engine light, and the other guy that <laughs> that had an oil or wanted an oil change, we told him we couldn't find anything on the check engine light. So mm. that happens. It's it, and it happens in in the large volume places because of just the the sheer amount of vehicles that we work on. Yeah, and and it's not uncommon for us to have. Vehicles that are same like make and model in the vehicle in the shop, and, and there may be only a color difference or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, what's going on right now though too is is there's a whole lot of selling going on because the newer model cars are calling for major services somewhere north of seventy five thousand miles. So the first seventy five thousand miles is really oil changes and tire rotations. 
we don't really get into the big ticket items until a hundred thousand or thereabouts big ticket items are spark plugs and belts and hoses transmission fluid differential fluid power steering fluid brake fluid those are the big dogs right there those are going to cost you some money but keep in mind if we're doing it between 75 and 100,000 you've gone around the world three times at 75,000 miles it's not like you've just been going back and forth. We also have people in the Alatuki area that we perform service for that don't even drive two or three or four thousand miles a year. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to kind of divide that up and kind of help them at the risk and reward kind of thing. Sure. We wouldn't go in there and do $3,000 worth of belts and hoses and fluids if all they do is stray three miles or five miles, ten miles from home, and they have a towing policy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There doesn't really make a lot of sense to do that. And then if the car's 10 years old, but it only has 50,000 miles on it, then what do you do? Yeah. I mean, just the heat in Arizona, I think, makes it uh, where you almost have to do the belts and the hoses and that type of thing because they they can wear out because of that as well. And I think you're right. And and I think what happens is is usually the first belt will go or mm-hmm. the first hose will go, and then let's do them all now right. while we're here and we're going to flush the cooling system and we're going to put you back together, but let's do them all right now. Mm-hmm. And then most shops will put the old hoses and belts that are still good in the trunk of your car over by the spare tire. So if you're in Safford, Arizona on a Sunday morning and you need a belt and all the auto parts are closed, you might have one in your trunk. So that happens. And I learned that from a lot of the old guys. Sure. Yeah, we did that a lot. So it's it's not a matter of we're using you as our trash can. Mm-hmm. We're we're putting your and and that's come up every once in a while. Right. Why did you put these old parts into my car? Well, it's not an oil filter, so we don't need to worry about a mess that we made. But those are your old hoses and belts. And if you don't want them, we'll mm-hmm. send a driver over to take them and throw them away for you. But usually we put them in there for yeah for your benefit. And you can see what we replaced or whatever. Yeah, so. and we know they fit. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if if you're stuck in Safford, Arizona on a Sunday morning and there's some cowboy guy there that has a screwdriver and he wants to help you, he can help you because you have the hose. Mm-hmm. You have the old hose. Right. And, and it makes a big difference. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Right now, most of my stuff is I took my car in and they gave me a laundry list of things that I need to have done. And there's so much of it that um, the owner's manual is really the Bible. Sure. And that's really where you should go for those kinds of questions, is what does the owner's manual of your car say? It's written by the people who designed and built your car. It's going to be a little different between Chevy and Ford and Dodge and Toyota and Honda and Kia and and Lexus. They're all going to be a little bit different, but there are some parameters that typically are going to hold true. The first 100,000 miles, you, you better have done all your fluids and all your belts and your hoses. That's kind of the general. But then there's some of them that call for belt and, belts and hoses at 60, and some cars call for them at 100. And so then you're going to have to make up your mind. I think you'll agree, and I think you and the kids, you and Andy and, and Alan, have the same skills levels I do. We can look at the hose, we can touch the hose, and we can tell you if it's on its way out, if it's... It's going to last day after tomorrow, till the day after tomorrow, or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And belts too. You yeah. can just kind of look at them, and you. And the reason why is is because our eyes have seen lots of cars come in on a tow truck that had bad belts, and we know what they look like. Sure. And we know what they look like when they break, 
so we, it's easy just to back that up a thousand miles or five thousand miles or four months or whatever mm-hmm. and take a look at it and say yeah this is nfl not for long <laughs> How'd you like how he's that? Are you ready for in? football or what? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. no, I got that from some old timer. He he would, I, he said NFL all the time. Yeah, and I, I remember I, that. I thought it was football too, and no, it's not for long. Not so. for long. And tires, um, it, there's there's a, a lot of talk about tires and tire expiration and stuff like that. Everybody that knows anything about tires and tire construction and sells tires understands that we're not going to touch a tire at 10 years. We're not going to touch a tire at 10 years. Uh-huh. So no matter what happens, um, we are simply not going to touch your tire. We're not going to balance it. We're not going to patch it. We're not going to rotate it. We're not going to do anything because statistically that tire should be off the road. Now we've got people who are using five years. Yep. And and now all of a sudden, we don't have that statistical data, but it's real convenient. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some tire stores that are chain stores that are going to say to you, I'm not going to touch your five-year-old tire. Okay. Other stores are going to say, no, I'm going to bring it to your attention that your tire is five years old, but I will still patch it or I'll still rotate it or I'll still do what I need to do. Yeah. But but folks, beware of the people who, who force you into the corner of the of the sales office and, and le- leave you with the decision that you have to do this because you don't have to do that. So even if you have 10-year-old tires, and I would say this to my mother if she were alive, I would say, Mom, just drive out of there or call me. Or just have them write it down, give you an estimate. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I tell the story real quick about tires, and when I get, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you about this this person, a friend of mine, who kind of, I said, I wonder what they'd say if you did this, and he went out and did all that okay. uh, at a tire store. So when we come back, and the phone number again is 602 Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Anthony was working a dead-end job. I was surviving, but I wasn't getting ahead anymore. A friend told him about my computer career. She's like, I'm already in the program. She's like, you'd be crazy if you don't do it. So I jumped right in and have not regretted it. Anthony did it all online. All you got to do is have an internet connection, and you can do it. Become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at mycomputercareer.edu. You need to check out my computer career. If it worked for me, it'll definitely work for you, too. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure. So I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. 
opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. Well, thank you for holding with it for us. Um, we're struggling here because Mark is an idiot today and is having a tough time with, <laughs> with what's buttons in front of you. Huh? Yeah, with my buttons and all my slides and everything. Yeah. It's this. This looks like a jet cockpit here with all the buttons and the slides and the sound meters and all that other kind of stuff. And it's just sometimes it gets the better of me and just knocks me out. But we're going to do something real quick. We're going to take Ricky because he's okay. been waiting. Ricky, thank you for holding. Thank you very much. How can I help you? Good morning. Good morning. I was just calling to get your thoughts on. I have a 2019 F-150 with the 3.5. Eco Boost, and I was calling to get your thoughts on the catch cans. Do you guys, do you guys recommend those, or do and, you have and, any and thoughts on that? Now, what are you talking about? A catch can underneath the hood? Are you shedding oil? Are you blowing oil? Are you got an oil leak? What's the deal? I don't have an oil leak. You know, during this age of youtube and everything they're always talking about upgrades you should do to your vehicle and the catch can has got to be the one that everybody says no you got to do this because the oil's going to blow by and get it back into your intake and it's going to cause problems okay um when you say youtube my eyes glass over <laughs> not not you please not, i don't mean this because there's just all kinds of people out there on YouTube espousing themselves as experts and they know what to do. And 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 I, I heard from a friend of mine who owns a shop. He says, when I hear YouTube, I just clam up. He says, I close my eyes, close my ears, and he says, and I'm just, just not interested because um, more. And I agree with him. Across the board, 50% of the stuff I see uh, on YouTube, or I'm told on YouTube, or I can go see it myself. Fifty percent of it is just totally wrong. Here's the deal: we're going to recycle um, oil and oil vapors in your car. Your system is a closed loop system, and when you throttle up hard and you kick that ego boost in the butt, and all of a sudden we're we're pouring some big time pressure to the engine, it's it's capable of handling that. You have a PCV valve on that system, too, a positive crankcase ventilation valve. That's the dog that I think we should spend more time with because this little valve that is t less than $10 or $10 plus or minus, I'll say, that positive crankcase ventilator. So on one side of the motor, we have a vent, and there's a hose that goes to the air cleaner. And that's where we have air come into the motor. It goes through and picks up all the hydrocarbons, all the unburnt gasoline, incomplete gasoline, incomplete combustion, CO, and we're going to run it back into the intake manifold. So we're literally going to suck the fumes off the car and burn them again. So the catch can is, is if you take your EcoBoost and you program a tremendous amount of boost or you make some changes to it to where you get a lot of boost you're going to overcome that positive crankcase ventilation system the PCV valve system and you're going to start spe spewing oil other places 
a catch can, they're saying, okay, what you're going to do is take this hose and run it over here to this catch can. Now, we're going to be blowing pressurized mist oil, liquid oil, into a can. Now, unless we vent that can, all we're going to do is make a mess with that can. So there's nothing out there that I have a, a catch can on. And I want to tell you that cars that we've built, twin turbo Corvettes, has lots of internal pressure. A, a Camaro with a blower on it. We've done some high-performance diesels, including the one I drive. And and yes, we make modifications to that system, but a catch can is not that. Sometimes we'll meter the, the flow through the PCV valve system. Sometimes we'll add an extra filter to that. But as far as a catch can is concerned, if you get to where you start blowing oil out of the motor and it's going either on the ground or into the PCV valve system, you, you've overboosted that motor, and, and, there, and it's in NFL. It's not for long. So if you're stock and you're not experiencing any oil on the ground and no obvious leaks when you lift the hood, you don't need a catch can. Okay, that makes sense because okay. they're always talking about, you know, the catch can is just part of the upgrades, then you can also reprogram it to get more again all we're doing is sucking the fumes off the motor and burning them again positive crankcase ventilation so we're just ventilating the, the crankcase and we're using a lot of hydrocarbons a lot of unburnt fuel we're going to run it through the motor again it's kind of like your your dishwasher we're going to take a little bit of the dirty water that's going into the drain and re- recycle it back in through the the, the uh, dishwasher there's no benefit to that there if again, if you need a catch can, you have taken that motor into an area it doesn't belong, and it's not going to last for long. There's programmers that you can do put on that your EcoBoost, and you can add some power to it. But people get greedy on a one to ten scale. People will jump to the ten. I'm I'm in favor if you're going to ch- modify that. I like it if you just start at about four and then go to five and then go to six and just move your way up and monitor your fuel economy, your power, your performance, that kind of stuff. And get, get to a place where you want. But when you get to number seven, then you put a two-axle 24-foot trailer behind it. you got to back off that seven. You got to come back down to four or three, because you're gonna you're gonna overwhelm that engine because you're pouring the coal to it, and all of a sudden you added a trailer. We see this a lot, so I'm not Debbie Downer about modifying your diesels and your trucks and your cars and all that kind of stuff because we do our fair share of that kind of stuff. But there's just it's it's kind of a it's just not one fix for everybody. We we want to know what you're hauling and what your trailer weighs and how many axles it has on it and is it a gooseneck or a bumper pull. Look at your exhaust system and what kind of oil you're using, what weight of oil are you using, where the oil leak's coming from. Those are all the real important things. But if yours is stock and you're going to make a mi- minor modification on a 1 to 10 scale, you're going to use a 2 or a 3. You're not going to need a catch can. Okay, Ricky, thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing was involved in this m- most recent storm that ripped through Mesa, and the roof of their repair shop was taken off. Brian and Thelma at the time were out of town. So if you're customers of Thompson's Auto Repair in Mesa, um, they're not going to be open for a couple of more days. They're working hard on getting the roof put back in. They're working with their insurance company, and they're keeping their technicians employed and stuff, and they're doing the very best they can. But they're on Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. 
I've known this family for a very, very long time, since the 70s. So Brian is comes from one gas station family. Thelma comes from another gas station family that historically was in Mesa in the 60s and the 70s. So they're, they've been around, and they're going to come out of the ground new again, but it's just going to take some time. So if you're a customer of Thompson's, and he's the only shop in Mesa I can recommend people to because he's that good. He's just a really good guy, and like I said, he's on Stapley just east of Mesa, or on Main Street just east of Stapley, so he's centrally located as well. So those of you that uh, maybe they're not answering their phone or the line's busy, then I'm just telling you now that Thompson's has got some, some roof problems, and, and as a result of that, they've got some damaged cars that they're having fixed, and their insurance uh-huh. company is stepping up and taking care of those cars, plus they got to get the car fixed, yeah. both mechanically and now paint and body. Yeah, so it, what a it, mess. It, it's got to be a huge mess. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. There's another shop on the north side of town, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, that's owned by Nate. He's a good friend of mine. Nate knows Chevrolet, Dodge, and Ford diesels like nobody I know. He is really good at what he does. And he's one of the very few shop owners that will actually spend time on the phone walking you through your question. So he's up at Pinnacle Peak and I-17. He's been around a long time. He's there Monday through Friday. And you can also go to strictlydieselserviceandrepair.com and look at some of the stuff that they sell in the aftermarket arena. So if you're looking for like an air filter or you're looking for a, a programmer or some kind of a modification on your diesel, then Nate can talk talk you through that. And he's really good at saying, no, you want you don't want to stack these two together. And when he says that, you need to listen to him because he knows... <laughs> Just like we know, (laughs) when you stack them together, usually bad things happen. And when bad things happen, usually the shop ends up paying for it. And that's really what it's all about. So... Anyway, strictly service, strictly diesel service and repair, and and Nate's one of the very few owners that will actually call you back and spend some time with you. Many of us are just so busy running the ship and running the shop and stuff; it's very difficult to deal with that. But Nate has a good su- a, a structure underneath him yeah. of other people that can handle that. Well, and yeah, and most of them, the guys, the service writers, or you know, people can take care of those questions and that type of thing yeah. so and and you bring up a good point it's a good idea to just talk to the person on the phone first right. as opposed to asking for the shop foreman or the service manager or something like that because that's going to be pretty difficult those mm-hmm. are usually calls that don't get accommodated just because um it, it's kind of expensive to have our people on the line 602-508-0960 This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-341-8735 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-341-8735. That's 800-341-8735. What do you have to lose? Call 800-341-8735. Again, 800-341-8735. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, It was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. 
that chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My wife Renee is sitting here next to me. We've been in business. We've been doing business together since 1979. Um, I am the rooster. And she is the bigger rooster. Yeah. And and and, oh and, and actually, I think I said this before, and I know you don't like it, but um, I'm the one that spanks them and hires them and fires them, and you're the one that gives them hugs and gives them raises and and does the good stuff. So we we have a pretty good yeah yeah. I mean, we work together pretty well. When they get called into your office, they know it's a happy thing. When yeah. they get called into my office, they know it's not happy. <laughs> yeah, used to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> in any way. Yeah. Anyway, Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley. He's a full-service family-owned auto repair shop that served Deer Valley and North Phoenix since 1983, and I've known Tom since just slightly before 1983 when he sold engine analyzers, those big scopes that we used to 
put your car on and the scope would tell us what to do. Anyway, Tom, they're, they, they're well known for good workmanship, good customer service, fast turnaround time. They have ASE certified master technicians. So if you're near I-17 in Deer Valley, then Tom at Action Auto is a good place for you to go. Do you remember how big those scopes were? You, that just reminded me. Those things were gigantic. We used to have to roll them around on wheels and okay. think how far they've come. All right, let me let me ask you, test yours. What did we pay for our first scope? Oh, it was like $30,000. How much? 30 It was more than our first house. Yeah. It, we it The crazy. engine analyzers, the scope, everybody called it the scope. scope. Just put it on the scope. Right. The scope was going to tell you what's the matter with the car. Yeah. You had to interpret the values. So if all the in, uh, four cylinders, a Honda engine, and you killed the first cylinder and it had 110 pounds mm-hmm. or 110 RPM loss, then you killed number two, 110, 130, 135, and then you get to this one and there was 20 RPM loss. Well, you know the problem's there, but yeah. you don't know what it is. Right. You've got to go find it. Mm-hmm. But w- now, if you'll remember, how many of those engine analyzers did we ultimately own? I think it was three. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was. Because after we paid 30-some-odd thousand for the first one, yeah. then the next version, two came out, and it was priced better. Mm-hmm. And so I was hedging my bet, so I bought that one, and you and I fought about that a lot. Of course. And, and then the third one came out, and it was a used one on a shop that was closing up, so mm-hmm. we bought that. And it wasn't more than just two or three years ago that we finally threw those in the dumpster. Well, yeah, we tried to give them away because we thought somebody would want them for some kind of, you know, historical value, but nobody even wanted them. We couldn't give those things away. I think we took them apart and did all the metal and the metal bin. We didn't just throw them in the trash. Don't be saying we're trash. (laughs) No, we we threw the metal in the metal recycling bin. Right. And actually, they used the forklift to crush the the carrier, the Mm -hmm. thing that held it. But the CRT screen and stuff like that, we we sent to the appropriate people. Right. But the wiring and all that kind of stuff. Those engine analyzers, there was two kinds. Mm -hmm. And there was one that walked you through this process and then told you how to fix the car yeah ours which was the bear that was the right. brand uh-huh. bear ours just told you that this this is where the problem's at you need to go fix it yourself okay now the other one would walk you through this and you'd spend two or three hours on a car chasing your tail and it had a vacuum leak mm-hmm. ours would just say it's running really lean you, I've added more fuel and it smooths out, so I know it's too—it's not too much fuel; it's too much air. Okay. You need to go find the air leak. Okay. And then the PCV valve hose had come off and was sucking air. You plugged it back in. The machine said, "Oh, way to go, Mark or <laughs> Bob or whoever was using it." <laughs> so those were the days, though, back in the '70s and the '80s when they first came out with electronic carburetors in 1981. They came out with fuel injections in the '90s. Mm-hmm. When you start looking at all that kind of stuff, that was something special. Yeah. Well, and that's why. You know, like Eddie, who's been with us 34 years yeah. or whatever. I mean, he can do all this stuff because he was, he was back there. in those days. <laughs> yeah. So that we have a lot of people that bring their old cars in. People just don't work on them because they have no idea what the heck any it, of that is. But there is a progression. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And nobody's in the wings, right? Okay. All right. Um, You're right. You're absolutely right. When we first got those engine analyzers, it taught us everything. Mm -hmm. I remember one time we waited for two weeks for a technician at the Chevrolet dealership to tell us what was wrong. Okay. And he called and he he talked to me and he asked me about this and this and this and this and this. We didn't understand that the oil pressure switch 
that get, tells the computer about the oil pressure. Mm-hmm. When it goes bad, the computer shuts the engine off. Oh. And it shuts the fuel off. Okay. And it takes the fuel, the electric circuit on the fuel system dead. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here. Why won't this start? It'll run when we feed it propane. It'll okay. run when we dribble gasoline down the intake. It'll mm-hmm. start and run. But there's no fuel. Okay. And so we call him, and he says, I think I know what you're talking about. And so then he calls back, and he goes, did you do this? What's your fuel pressure? We don't have any fuel pressure. Okay, well, you don't have any fuel pressure because the computer says something's wrong, and, and it's usually related to oil. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I do I do have an oil light on. <laughs> <laughs> he yep. says, you need to fix the oil light. So we go in, and we find out that it, it, the um, the fuel pump or the uh, oil pump is the screen is plugged. So we pull the pan, put it on, boom, starts right up. Just starts Golly. right up, and it that was, took two weeks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and and we were we weren't the first guy that said oh, we'll, I'm sure we, not. That, that passed on it. Right. I mean, there was two or three other shops that said, "Hey, we can't figure this out." Yeah. But that's what in 1981. That's the way it was. Mm-hmm. We all of a sudden we started doing all kinds of weird stuff yeah. that we had never done before. Sure. And so, but today now we have no distributors and we have computers that control every aspect of the car: the climate control, the cooling system, the air conditioning system, the tire temperature, the brakes, the ABS, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And on top of that they're recording all that information in the black box so in the event that the police want to look at your black box they'll, mm-hmm. they'll know exactly what the heck you were doing Pretty 15 scary. minutes before that's why a lot of people want to keep their old cars that's exactly right yep. 602-508-0960 and we'll be back right after this take the patriot with you wherever you go the 960 the patriot mobile app your alexa tune in iheart and odyssey.com it's your voice of reason 24 7 here at the Almond Joy Factory, where tropical vibes abound, we use soft, fresh-tasting coconut. The crunchiest almonds and delicious chocolate candy. Ah, but do you know what our most important ingredient is? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts and something even way better than that. Yes, Almond Joy is made with almonds and As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 88 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Ah. Or D, just roll with it. Woo, Justin, look at us from here. 
OMG! He just looked, I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash AZ. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. So... I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. <laughs> To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My wife, Renee, is sitting here with me. We've been in business together since 1979. She handles the books, the money, and the staff, and she gives out hugs to all the good guys, and I spank everybody and be mean, and I am the uh, big a-hole of the, <laughs> of, of the business. So we have Snow White and Jack the Ripper. We've been known that, that by that for uh, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. Well, that's your self-appointed name for us, but okay. yes. That's all right. Mm-hmm. I, I'll take that. I'll mm-hmm. take that. Would you pull that back up for me on your phone? Oh, sure. There's a, there's a friend of ours that owns a, uh, a RV sales and uh, a facility in Chandler called Sport Truck. Sport Truck RV Sales. He's looking for an administrative receptionist. Why do you do that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was okay. trying to help you. I, I know. I don't... I don't um, he's looking for a, an administrative uh, clerical receptionist for their sport truck division in Chandler. He's looking for a lady who's done all of the bookkeeping and handling of customers and directing the customers to the appropriate people and understanding all of that. He's looking for a seasoned female that that has had that kind of experience and maybe the kids are now going to school mm-hmm. and she has some time on her hands or maybe at this particular point, um, she just wants to change jobs. One way or another, talk to Daryl. And Daryl is from um, Sport Truck RV Sales in Chandler, and he's the one that's going to be taking applications. He can explain to you um, everything about the job. But I'll tell you something else I'll do for you. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Mark with a K at MarkSalem. Salem spelled like the cigarette. Dot com. You can send me an email, and I'll send you the information myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'll help Daryl by sending you there. But um, we've been uh, friends of Daryl's for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've purchased at least one motorhome from him. Um, he has a service department. He has a sales department. And they do the high-end motorhomes, the ones that are going to cost somewhere in the vicinity of a, of a quarter of a million dollars north of that. Easy. But that's... That's that's really not, I mean there's there's motorhomes out there right now that are north of a million dollars. So these are the kinds of motorhomes that he does sales and service on. And he had a young lady that worked for him that her and her husband moved, and so he's got this big hole in his organization, and uh, and he's looking for the right female that's been in this kind of an uh, an environment where. It's decision making, mm-hmm. just get her done. Yeah, it says Monday through Friday and eight to five and uh family run business. So 
mm-hmm. they've got competitive pay, 401k match, medical, dental, and vision benefits. That's Everything. pretty good, and it's hard to find. And yeah. Monday through Friday is the, an important Monday thing. Monday through Friday is what it says, yeah. So, um, If you're interested, if you want the, I'll send you the email, mark at marksalem.com. That's my email. And uh, and if you're interested, then I'll put you in touch with uh, with Daryl, and you can talk to him. We're just doing this because he's a friend of ours, and because he has a big hole in his organization right now. Because this this administrative assistant, yeah. who was the first one you interfaced with when you walk in the door, yeah. um, has moved away. And I think he said it could be a man or a woman. I'm okay. not sure he's, he said just a woman, but uh, right. either one. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I think you said. But I'll correct you next week on the radio when <laughs> <Okay>. you're not here. <laughs> because I don't know what he said. No, well, yeah. I'm assuming that he was looking for another female. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm sure okay. there was some man that had, had you know, years the of experience skills. in this kind sure. of environment that Daryl yeah. would certainly talk to him. Exactly. A- anyway, automatic transmission exchange. When you talk about Fred Flintstone guys in our industry, you're talking about Phil at automatic transmission exchange. Phil was around when the cars in Phoenix had holes in the floorboard and you pedaled them <laughs> on the floor. Oh, Phil's been around since he's the first. younger than you. No, he isn't. <laughs> okay. No, he, he's, he, we're the same age. Okay. But he, he also has, he's been working on automatic transmissions since they first came out. Okay. So the, how you shift from first to second, second to third, third to fourth, et cetera, lock up the converter, um, go into overdrive, it's the same. We used to do it with vacuum and throttle pressure. We used to do it with speed. Now we do it with computers. And the computer looks at your speed, looks at your throttle, looks at the ambient temperature, looks how how long the car's been on the road, what the speed is, and it makes the decision in the blink of an eye. But Phil can do all of that. So if you drive up and down Washington, he's at 40th Street in Washington. He's on the north side of the road, and you'll know his place because Automatic Transmission Exchange has a transmission up in the air on a pole. And so you know it's a transmission shop, but he's a good guy, and it's not uncommon for people to call him and say, could I stop by later this afternoon, and what time would be convenient, and I can take someone for a quick drive, and I can make it happen. That's the important sentence. I can make it happen. Because we can't let you, even our shop, mm-hmm. we're not, it's happened how many times in all these years, mm-hmm. someone will take one of our technicians on what we think is going to be a nice five, ten minute ride and demonstrate a vibration or the air conditioning does this or does that or whatever, and they're gone for an hour. And then they come back and they go, I couldn't make it happen. <laughs> That's really difficult for a shop owner to, I just lost an hour's worth of time. Yeah. And the technician's not happy because he isn't going to be compensated for that time because it's not part of it it's just ugly so phil says if you can make it happen i will assign someone to go in your car yep. and make it happen but you're not going to take him to wickenburg he told me the other day someone took one of his technicians to wickenburg I remember because that. that's that's where it happens <laughs> and he's on washington and 40th street so anyway yeah, that's a little tough yeah uh, yeah sometimes uh, you just have to wait till things get worse and easier to find exactly and, and, and until you make it happen you have to make it happen. I can't tell you how many cars I've fixed that people came in and wanted a tune-up. Yes. It's always in the summertime. Yes. Okay. And it's the car goes, yee, What is it? Air conditioning's low on Fran. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The air conditioning compressor is low on Freon. The system is low on Freon. So the air conditioning compressor, when the when the computer sees the pressures drop, then it shuts the air off until it sees the pressure build. So as you drive down the road, the engine goes ee. And and people think it's missed, so they come in and they go, I need a tune up. Right. 
and then we do a tune-up that could, could easily cost, shoot, $500 on today's cars that are really only done at every 100,000 miles. Yes. I need a tune-up. So you do the tune-up, and they come back, you're still doing it. Yeah. Oh, boy, you know you're in trouble yeah. then. Yeah, that's you know why you just explain the symptoms to the technicians or the service writers and not try to guess what it is. Not that's the tell worst. them what you want. That's the worst part of our industry. It, 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 that's the worst thing that can happen to us as a shop owner is, is somebody says that this is what it is, right. but they don't tell you who told them that, and they won't give you the symptoms. Right. So they come in and they say to you, I want you to reprogram my ECM. Right then, we just know we're not doing that. We're just not doing that. I don't care. I don't know where you got that. I don't know why. Well, that's because the guy on YouTube said that's what we need to have done. Oh, okay. Is he paying for this? (laughs) Because it's probably not going to work. I think the change, let's change the question in this respect. Mark, how often do you fix a drivability problem by reprogramming the ECM, electronic engine control module? Never. <laughs> if it yeah. comes in on a tow truck, sometimes we replace them because right. they just gone bad. Mm-hmm. Or somebody jump-started their car wrong and crossed the cables and wiped out the PCM, the computer. There's lots of those things that happen. But as far as fixing a problem by reprogramming or, or putting new software in the ECM, it, it ch- chances of that are slim and none. And here's the deal. If there is a, a reprogram, mm-hmm. it's usually an update. And the car owner is notified that there's an update that will fix this problem. Right. And so if you drive on Wednesdays and between noon and 1230, your windshield wipers start flapping and you didn't do anything, then this recall notice (laughs) and this software update will fix that problem. That's what we hear. Of course, I'm talking about stupid stuff, but that's the kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that we look for. Right. But and it's good if you're the driver of the car, too. If you're having some kind of weird issue, it's easier to talk to you and get the symptoms than it is, oh, have your wife bring it in and, you know, she tried to tell you what's going on when she doesn't ever drive the car. And it's, it goes both ways. Uh, well, because of course, the, yes. The, 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 wife, the wife brings the husband's car in or the husband, husband brings the wife's car yes. in and neither one of them knows what they're talking about. It's just that they're being told by their wife or their, other, their sure. spouse. And if they drive the car, they're more likely to know what the symptoms are. And answer our questions. There Does you it go. do it hot or cold? I want you to try to turn the air conditioning off when this is happening and tell me if that makes any difference. Another thing I want you to do is take it out of drive and move it down to D3. I want you to put it in D3 every time you put it in gear and tell me if that's the problem. I'm testing the torque converter lockup by taking it into D3. Mm -hmm. And so as we go through that, those are the kinds of things. But people look at you like with glass eyes and their eyes are glassed over. And they're going, why are you asking me that? Well, this is the diagnostic process. I can charge you $150, $175 an hour to go find it. But if you'll just talk with me and if you will work on this together, I can get a lot closer, a lot cheaper. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and when you walk in the door and you say, I, I have this engine mist that's just terrible, but it's only there when my air conditioning is on. Okay, well, the compressor's cycling. It's going, right? Yes, that's it. Okay, well, I'll put some Freon in your air conditioning system and we'll be done. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are the kinds of things that we like to happen. 602-508-0960 and... I don't think we have still to, got a couple more minutes. We still got a couple more minutes. You want to tell them the Bob Key story? Oh, um, yeah. 
this guy, this, this Bob is his name. All right, we're not going to okay. use the <laughs> Bob, he owned the car shops and motorcycle shops and this and that. And he just knows everything there is to know about everything there is to know. So okay. we meet him at a funeral in in California. Charlie Sugius died, and he was friends of both of ours. And Charlie had a wonderful facility in uh, what was that? Encinitas. Encinitas. Uh, Encinitas Auto Shop. Mm-hmm. So anyway, on Bob's way home, he calls me from his motorhome, and he tells me, hey, listen, <laughs> he says, <laughs> go ahead. It's not that funny, but go ahead. What did he say? I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. He says, I've determined that the inside duel on my motorhome is flat. Okay. And he says, and I'm 20 miles from anywhere, mm-hmm. and I want to know if I can drive it. And I said, wow. Um, I, I I don't know, because I don't know a whole lot of things. Um, what what what's the temperature of the tire? How am I supposed to know that? Well, how do you know it's flat? Because well, the tire pressure monitoring system says it's flat. And I said, okay, well, that's good. Did you thump it with a hammer or something? Oh, no, it's obviously flat. Okay, I want you to go into your TPMS, and I want you to see if they say tire temperature. Oh, God, okay. He goes, no, it doesn't have it. Yeah, and He that, argued with you. Yes, okay. I do remember you told me that. And then I said to him, I want you to go look anyway. So he comes back, and he goes, yeah, it says temperature. And I said, okay, I don't care about the tire that's flat that's temperature. I want to know about the tire, that the duel that's with it. And he goes, okay. I said, what's the temperature on that duel? He says, I don't know. What do you say, 130? I think 130? Mm, 120? Yeah, 120, 30. That's Something what I like that, yeah. And I said, that's fine. He goes, well, how do you know that's fine? And I said, well, the glue comes apart on a tire at between about 180 and 200. So when you get to 180 or 200, that's when you kiss your tail end goodbye because that tire is NFL, not for long. And he goes, well, how will I know if I can make it 20 miles? And I said, just drive slow and watch the temperature. And when it gets up north at 170, you got to pull over and uh, have the dogs go to the bathroom on the tire, whatever. Take some time, let the tire cool off, and then drive again. So he calls me from the shop, and he says, okay, the inside duel's flat because the, the uh, rubber hose came off. And he said, they fixed that. There doesn't appear to be any blistering on the inside of the tire. I thought that was pretty cool that he said that. Mm-hmm. That's the shop. They, that was a very good shop that knew to look for the blistering. Okay. So they got the tire in and everything was fine. I said, what was the maximum? He says, it never even got north of 160. Okay. And I said, okay, good. And he says, how do you know that? And I said, Renee told me. And I just hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> so right. if you have a tire pressure monitoring system, it gives you inflation of the tire as well as the temperature of the tire. So if you have a tire that's really low and you're still 100 miles from where you want to go and you think the faster you go is better, you're not going to make it. So if you watch the temperature, just keep in mind that a tire will come apart somewhere between 170 and 200 Fahrenheit. So you don't want to go fast to where you start getting into that area. And last night, we Mm -hmm. came in from Payson. Mm -hmm. We were hauling an empty trailer. Mm -hmm. We stopped at the Mexican food place to get our call-in order. Yeah. I pulled out my temperature gun, and I did all the trailer tires and all the truck tires. Okay. All the left side tires were 140. Hmm. Yeah. All the right side tires were 150. Yeah, I already know the answer because I already had that problem before. Because the sun was on the passenger side of the truck and the trailer. So as we came south from Payson, then the sun is on the right side. And as a result of that, that's the hotter side. So it was was between 7 and 10 degrees hotter Mm -hmm. on one side than the other. So anyway, if you don't have a temperature gun in your car and you haul trailers... Uh, or you have a RV or something like that, you should have a temperature gun. You can buy them from uh, Harbor Freight. Uh-huh. And what you're going to do is you're going to gun the crown of the tire where the tread meets the sidewall. You're going to be about four or five inches away. Gun the tire, and it'll tell you the temperature. 
that's a very handy. You don't need to adjust the temperature or the inflation if everything else is okay. You don't need to. So nevertheless, 602-508-0960. We're going to be back for another hour, 602-508-0960. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.